Welcome to Curating the Curious, the podcast that celebrates staying curious in life and never settling into a box. Hosted by former elementary teacher, television actress, LA realtor, wine slinger, salesperson, waitress, family photographer, and forever student of life, me, Leanna Azalini. Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to Lauren Phillips from Love Her Wild Photography. This lady leads by teaching artists all over the world to be true to themselves and their unique artistic voice. She is a serious inspiration, a single mom, and a trailblazer for women everywhere. I can't wait to share her story with you because she's amazing. Welcome, Lauren Phillips. Don't you, I'm I'm like the biggest bogan ever, so you don't have to feel weird around me. I I would never. I just that's what I love about you so much. I we haven't met in person, but I just know you are my kind of girl. I don't even need yeah. to meet you in person to know it. You're you're it. So no, I'm feeling I'm feeling those vibes myself. So we're on the same page. Yeah, kindred <laughs> spirits. That's it. That's it. Um, And one of my favorite things, I was reading your bio and the beginning, I was just, I was laughing and loving you more. It says, I'm Lauren, a confused soul, constantly balancing somewhere between no bullshit yet being overly sentimental. And I mean, I can't even tell you how much I relate to those two things and the juxtaposition and... I feel like it just kind of sums up why I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, I like to keep it very, very real. So <laughs> I know, and, and I, I am. I'm, I'm always confused on you know if I am this kind of like just straightforward person or am I this really deep person? And I kind <laughs> of jump between the two all the time. But maybe you're that's both. a Libran thing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe <you're> both. <laughs> Super authentic and. Um, just the way that you live your life, I you are the epitome of what I want this podcast to be about, you know, living that curious life where you're doing it, you're dancing to the beat of your own drum, doing it your way, and I'm just really, really excited to hear everything that you have to say today. I am so stoked to be doing this with you. I feel like it's a really good fit, and yeah, it's that's exactly me in a in a nutshell is that the same in a nutshell yeah I don't even know yeah and it really is it's yeah and I'm stoked because it's you know it's an opportunity opportunity for me to just kind of let it all out as well and talk about what matters which is something I'm so passionate about in my work too oh good I'm so I can't wait but before I get too carried away with all of my praises for you I have two <laughs> questions for you that I, I start off asking everyone. Yeah. Tell me the one book that you believe everyone should read and why. Okay, so I feel like I'm going to say the book that probably many people would say here. So, But it's mm-hmm. definitely um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, and yes, I love it. It's, oh, it's soul-shaking, right? I had Four times books. I've read it. Oh. <laughs> epic yep. epic the only other book that I could probably read over and over like I've I could read that one over and over again but mm-hmm. I've read um what was it Anthony Kiedis's biography 
Oh, what was it called? Scar tissue. Ooh. That was... I love biographies. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even a reader, but I read that one four times. Oh. Yes. Yeah, that was a really good one. And I think that was just really relatable because he's just such a screw up, you know? But (laughs) I was like, oh, hey. I'm vibing with this. Yeah, great book. (laughs) But uh, I did, you know, for this particular question, I think the answer would be, yeah, definitely Big Magic. And that's because she just really, she inspires you to grab your ideas by the balls and just do it. Yeah. Um, God, I love her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, yeah, she just kind of encourages you to seize the expectations that limit your craft and you know, it eliminates your judgment on yourself. And just reading that just made me go out and feel so ready for the world. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Yeah, by far my favorite. It's interesting that, that you bring it up too. Um, I, so I read it once and I've listened to it three times. So I haven't read it four times. I've listened to it three times. Um, I just love her voice too. But I started, I had to start listening to it for my fourth time when I started doing this podcast, because for the first time in a long time, I really started doubting myself in a way that I hadn't been with photography because I think I was so comfortable in what I was doing and this is not comfortable for me. Mm. So that book has been like a huge, just I wouldn't say motivator, but just like this thing kind of guiding me through all of my um, my self-doubt that I've had while trying to put this together and put my heart into it. So I love that you brought it up. I yeah, love, abs- love her. I, I feel like if you – that's one of the things with this book too is – with creativity, you, you're never going to grow if you don't go outside of your comfort zone. And yeah. if you step outside of your comfort zone, then this is kind of the book to really back you up. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. And what is your favorite quote? Or two, because I just saw, I just saw what you posted. So <laughs> what are your two favorite quotes? <laughs> yes, I did just write that little post. Uh, so um, the two that I came up with was... Um, I love people with curious minds and stubborn hearts who simply can't do small talk. Um, oh. And that one was by Bridget DeVal, I think it's, I think it was. I think that's how uh-huh. we pronounce her name. Um, and the other one was, I can only connect deeply or not at all. And that one's by um, Anise Neen. And yeah, oh, yeah. both of I those just one. resonate with me so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a problem for me um, ever since I became a mom because uh, you find yourself at like the playground doing small talk a lot, mm. and it, that's something like it wasn't a part of my life before. I didn't really have that inserted into my life, yes. um, but now I find myself in these situations, and it gets really mind numbing for me to make small talk. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm exactly the same. I feel like I feel like the small talk is just kind of I don't know, you're kind of, you're almost putting out into the universe that you just want these minimalistic meanings in your life whereas mm-hmm. I don't know, it's it's the same with all of my sessions and everything like that as well. I just my photography, I always go really really deep into my questions with my clients and I really get them Mm -hmm. to open up on a really deep level because 
for me, if I'm to turn up and hold space for people in that moment, I really need it. I need, I need to know more about them. It can't just be like, you know, what do you do on the weekend? Do you have baby chinos? It really needs to be on such a deeper level. And then it, I feel like that's what almost creates the magic in our sessions is we've, we've scraped the surface and then we've, you know, we've opened up to each other. Right. And when I was doing the research for this um, podcast, I remember going across your, um, the post where you talked about how you do that and how you get so in depth with your clients and the one who cried. And then you have the on her way to crying photo and then the after. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I think that is why I kind of lost the love for dealing with clients because I didn't get to that place with so many people. And it's just started like becoming something that I wasn't feeling passionate about because I wasn't getting there. Yeah. And your words kind of opened it up to me that it's like, well, it's in my power. I could actually bring that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you need to just sort of, you know, ask yourself, you know, what, what am I doing this for? And, you know, there are photographers out there, for example, who uh, they're, they're, there's people for certain scenarios and some people just want a family photo shoot and they want to rock up and they want to have it just, you know, just some happy snaps. And there's photographers for that. And then there's people who really want to make art with you. And I'm the photographer for that who, yes, you are, who, who holds, yeah, who holds, I don't know, more space. And there's other people that do, you know, similar to me, but often, I make women cry and I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing to me. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, if you ever shoot me and uh, make me cry, I don't know, I might think different, but (laughs) I love it. I love that you get that deep. I really, I don't know. I'm just... Uh, that's just who I am. And that's why I, that's why I feel so connected to you because you just go there and you open up in, in a way that I think a lot of people are scared to. So I appreciate it. Well, that's a really beautiful thing to say. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean it. I'm going to try not to be too stalkerish today. (laughs) Let you know too much about how much I adore you. But um, So I obviously know a lot about you. But for the people who might not, can you just give us a rundown about who you are and what you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is always the hard part, isn't it? Who am I? Mm-hmm. I who am I? I am, I am Lauren Phillips. And I, yeah, I live in Byron Bay in Australia, which is on the east coast of Australia. Um, it was, I mean, it was sort of once upon a time known for its sort of hippie vibes, but now it's kind of morphing into some sort of weird coastal Hollywood village oh, no. <laughs> yes. don't tell me that it's so sad no. <laughs> yeah yeah you, our but... dream is to move to australia <laughs> we want to leave the united states right now i i'm sure you can wonder why but I, um, i'm sure our there's dream many reasons is to live in australia because we oh gosh don't it's, tell me this no it's still beautiful it's still absolutely stunning and the, i mean there is sort of like this undercurrent of energy in this area that 
is incredible and it brings so many people here because they all kind of come here for a similar reason and their reasons kind of align and that makes it really beautiful. Um, right. But it is, yeah, I mean, it is, I don't know, it's becoming very different. It's so different. But they're asked, like, when you move here, I'll take you to the, the hills because it's still around. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, enough about the hippies. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what I do. So, yeah, I obviously I do photography and I teach and speak and educate um, worldwide on not just photography, but creativity um, yes. and just like really, really honing in on each individual's journey and encouraging people to be themselves in their art, which I feel like in this industry, there's a lot of education out there, but it's kind of teaching how to do it like the other person. Whereas mm -hmm. I just yeah. want to teach people to be themselves. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. So yeah, just, we all have so many internal blocks and everything like that, that go all the way back to childhood. And for me, what I want to bring out in people is the ability to unravel those blocks and yeah, just be really true to their artist's heart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. perfect. That's perfect it. topic that's, that's, for today. Yeah. <laughs> and you also do your presets. Too. Yes. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I do that too. So that's like, which oh. are amazing. And I have them. I'm a lucky owner and they're like, it's like nostalgia wrapped up with a bow and they have your beautiful fingerprint all over them. I highly recommend them to any photographers. I mean, this podcast is for all creatives, but if you are one, I highly recommend them. I just love your work so much. And our styles could not be more different because I'm just kind of like true colors and all of that and bright colors. But I, your work, it's like if... If, if I were to have to switch styles, like if somebody said, you can't do your style anymore, I would just like do yours. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's how much so I cool. love it. But that's I'm also, so cool. you know, an individual, so I'm not going to take anybody's, but you know um, what I no, mean. No, no, no. I so get what you mean. And yeah, look, I've been pretty, I mean, I want to say lucky with the presets and there is an element of luck, but there's always a lot of hard work that goes into them. And um, I guess for a really long time, I sort of, you know, I built up that community around me that could trust in me and trust that I would deliver a good product. So it, then it, then it, it, I guess it came to luck as well, but yeah, it's just blown my mind how huge they've been sold all over the world. And oh, uh, it does not blow my mind. That, <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, um, so I have been following you for a long time. And I have to be honest, I have to say that there are very, very few artists out there whose work affects me in the way that yours does. I have so many where I just love their work. I appreciate their work, but yours like digs deeper. You have this depth and this sense of authenticity that just oozes from your work and also the things that you write too. It all just kind of like hits me in the, the heart and... Um, I don't know. I just, it's really, I, I could probably go on for hours, but a few years ago, I, I remember this still to this day, you wrote about how you first began in photography 
and how your friends kind of banded together and made that happen. And that story stuck with me forever. So <laughs> would you mind telling us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a funny little one because, I mean, at the time I was, I was a single mom and I'd moved up. I was living in Tasmania and I had moved back up to the Byron Bay region and I couldn't get any work I was just doing you know previously to that I was just kind of doing random little things like working in I don't know lighting shops and cafes and things like that and I was doing some cleaning (laughs) and things um and yeah I just could not get a job for the life of me and I was crashing on some friends couches and then I would you know that would get old really really quickly with lots of kids in a house and things like that um yeah and kind of, you know, like I would stay at one person's and then that would kind of, you know, really dry up and I'd overstay my welcome. And I would keep thinking that I would get a job in that time. And I just couldn't, I don't know what was going on. I guess the universe was holding out for me. Mm -hmm. Totally. (laughs) Um, It totally was. So yeah, I got to a point, there was, there was times when I didn't even know where I would stay that night and everything. And, um, I was talking to a friend about how much I was struggling and I never even really did photography. I just would pick up a camera sometimes or, you know, every now and then and people would always encourage me to do it, but I just never really got into it. And this friend just like the next day jumped on Facebook and there was this post saying, you know, I think if Lauren could get a camera that she would be able to make you know, money and have a job and she can't put a roof over her head until she, she can make money. So, you know, let's raise the funds for her. And she said it at $1,100, which was enough to get me like a little bridging sort of camera. And yeah. And it was raised in three days, which was really, really cool. So, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like this wild thing that happened that I never even expected and then when I got the camera I didn't even know what to shoot I was like okay I'll just (laughs) what am I doing here I had no I had I didn't even feel the need to photograph my own daughter I just sort of went what okay I'll just get thrown into it and it just all eventuated (laughs) from there I guess yeah gosh I that blows my mind I just I feel like um I don't know it's that's amazing that your friend saw that. That is, it's unbelievable to me that you picked it up that quickly and have created what you've created. It's just the whole thing is, it's just such a a cool story and a testament to how much the people who know you love you and believe in you, which is obviously no surprise why, but um, (laughs) I just, I remember reading that and going, oh my God, like that's the whole thing. I don't know. You're just awesome. It was just a really weird alignment of a whole different bunch of elements that just came together and kind of threw photography in my face. Yeah. Yeah. And I always. And it was what you were meant to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I always felt I had to do something creative, but I just didn't know what it was. And it was like it just got put right in front of me and said, right, here's your thing. (laughs) If you can't figure it it. out, then we'll make you. That's, it's, that's so cool. And you know what? You were open to it and it came to you, but that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, um, as if that story isn't inspiring enough, 
you also had a life-changing experience um, that first year of business that pretty much molded and shaped how and why you shoot today, right? Uh, yes, I did, but I can't remember what I told you about it. <laughs> it was the little girl meeting the, yes, the surgery. Yes, 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 yes. I, I was like, there's many. There's actually many. Like, <laughs> You're like, wait, which one? <laughs> wait, which one? Because <laughs> my life has been very colorful. Which one would you like? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. So um, that little girl was, oh, that was, I still struggle to like even talk about that one without feeling like teary. It just shook me so yeah. much. Um, so there was this little girl called Paige and she needed life-saving surgery. Um, and they were just like this family kind of inland Australia, country Australia, and they were trying to raise money for this surgery she needed to fly over for the States for, to the States for. And they just couldn't, they weren't really marketing it well. They didn't know how to campaign it. Um, and this girl who was helping them out kind of reached out looking for a photographer to donate a shoot and get some proper photos. And I'm actually still really good friends with that girl today. We connected over this whole oh. story, which was really beautiful as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, I went down there and took a bunch of photos of like their house and everything like that. It was kind of, I mean, it definitely wasn't a glorified life. It was so far from it. There was, yeah. you know, junk everywhere and the, the house was covered in dust and all sorts of things. Um, oh. But that's the real stuff that I love, I guess. And yeah. I took this photo and then the little girl, one of the photos, the little girl was like on a little kind of like dinky, dinky bike thing, little old bike. And mm -hmm. the parents were in the background. And anyway, so someone saw that photo and they ended up donating. Basically, they said that they remembered their kid being on one of those bikes and they saw themselves kind of in that picture and they were able to connect with that photo because they related to the whole story and the pieces of the photo. And they ended up donating the entire amount that was needed to get this little girl over and save her life. I think oh, it, man. I actually, I think it was, I think it was like 400,000 Australian <gasps> dollars. It was. Oh my huge. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was just huge. And they specifically Whoa. said that it was this one photo made them do it yeah so wow yeah it was just such a pivotal point for me because it really taught me that there's no way that I'm going to turn up to any shoot ever again without meaning behind it and I guess that's why right. I bring so much depth into it now that's amazing I don't really even know what else to say besides that's amazing. I, <laughs> I feel but. like I didn't read that entire story I was like <laughs> 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 I'm speechless. Wow. That's really cool. And also, again, a testament to the way that you infuse emotion and, and all of that into your work. It's, it's honestly, it's something that you really don't see that often. So I, it's hard for me to articulate certain things, but I get why that happened. And yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I guess it just feels, I just, yeah, I think it sort of taught me not just as a a photographer or an educator, 
not just as a creative, but just in life. Like, don't, you know, what are we turning up for if it's just going to be mediocre, you know? Yeah. Oh, true. Oh, I love you. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could just like sit here and just let you talk and really not ask anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. Um, but getting back on track. Yes. So one of one of my favorite things about you that I've already said is that I just feel like you're this living and breathing example of an artist who is utterly true to herself. You are not swayed by trends. You're not swayed by other people's opinions. You're kind of just, you're not paying attention to all that other stuff that is bogging down so many people right now. And so I know you teach other artists to stay true to themselves. And I want to know a little bit more about, you know, what you do when you work with them or why or whatever you want to say about it. I don't know. I just want to talk about it because I, I love it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess it's probably a lot of the stuff is kind of what I mentioned before, just in regards to really working with people. One of the biggest things that I feel is that, oh, there's just, you know, people are always looking at other people's art and they're basically, you become, you are what you eat. And if you're constantly looking at everyone else's things, you just start creating what they're creating. And, um, it's, it's sad. It's really sad to see that people are jumping into this creative outlet and doing it as a job and just kind of rocking up each day without really knowing who they are. So one of the biggest things that I work on with them is really having an understanding of who they are as a person and Mm -hmm. bringing that forth in their work. So for example, like with mine, my, a lot of my stuff is, you know, really in deep motherhood stuff. And that really comes from my journey of, you know, bringing my daughter into the world as a single mom. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of, when I picture a family, it's not that I don't respect that there are all sorts of different kinds of families. For me, I just really see it as mother and child. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of, you know, a huge part of my work. And I don't do motherhood work just for the sake of it because it's on trend or it's pretty. It's because it comes from like raising a child on my own as a mother. And so as an example of that, I would get people to kind of go back to all, it's basically really having a good understanding of your why and knowing your like knowing your why then comes out in your brand and your marketing and and it really reaches across all of the different elements of your whole brand so that you can mm-hmm. then also get the people that are attracted to that and align with your values in life um, yeah. yeah I mean I feel like I just could ramble on all day. <laughs> But I, and I would listen. <laughs> I just look, I just I just see so much. One person does one thing and so then everyone else kind of goes and does it. Whereas for example, yeah. for me, if I see someone do something, I will go, "Hey, that's a really great idea. I wish I'd thought of that." But there's absolutely no way I'm going to do that because then I would be doing what they did. And so if I can teach other people to find their own way in their creative world, then that, then I'm a happy girl. I I love that. I I definitely, I went through 
my my own period where I was consuming a lot of social mm-hmm. media. This was years ago and I was heavily influenced by the things I was seeing. I've since, you know, fallen off of that. It's just, it just doesn't really even hold my attention anymore. Yeah. And I feel bad because I don't keep up with everybody's work, but I just, yeah, you're so right. It's, you are what you eat. And I, it really does affect you if you're consuming too much of other people's work and not listening to your own voice. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. It's, I, and you know, look at, just take a look at how long you spend on Instagram and look at all the people you're following. Like I know in my industry, every photographer is following every other photographer and you know, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to ease off on yourself and remember, you know, if you unfollow someone, it's not an attack on them. It's because, you know, you're fueling your mind with, you need to be fueling your mind with what, can inspire you from things other than doing what someone else is doing. Yeah, totally. And that's a, that's a huge lesson for so many people right now. Um, I think sometimes it takes time to get it, but hopefully, you know, I love that you teach that. Oh yeah. And And, yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Sorry. I I have, I have more. I have more. No, I just, yeah, yeah. I forget what I was going to say now, actually. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, if it comes to you, just throw it out there. I'm ready. Um, So another thing, as I was researching you for this interview today, I, you know, I was going through posts of yours. Um, I don't always do that, but I did with you because you reveal so much in yours and they're so engaging. So I was going through those and I ran across something that I seem to have missed during my years of stalking you. (laughs) And it really, it blew me away because I didn't know this and it ended up explaining a lot to me about your work and why I love it. But your brother is blind and you spent your childhood learning the art of explaining everything that you see around you to him, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, I'm, I was wondering what post you were going to come up with then. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> what have I, what have I said? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that was actually at a time as well. And I posted about that because I was – talking about like the whole alt text thing and how you can explain, you can write in a photograph, for example, on Instagram and explain what the photo is. And I just feel like if you can explain what it feels like to somebody, um, then that's, it's, that's, that's to me, a, a photograph, for example, should be not necessarily what you see, but what you feel. And, I mm-hmm. guess, yeah, that was a really big part of, and a, a, a benefit, not a benefit, I don't want to say it's a benefit, but it was a tool and a bonus out of something that wasn't, you know, it wasn't good for him, but it was something that I definitely learned from, you know, his misfortune was to be able to explain what was going on around me and to really vibe in on what was happening. So, you know, for example, I could have, you know, just an ex- throwing an example out there, I could say to my brother, oh, there's a woman and a child and she's holding a child. But what yeah. is that to a blind person, you know? Right. Then I yeah. could 
go in at more depth and be like, no, actually she's got really long hair and she's got a really soft look in her eyes and she's her lips are open while she breathes through her mouth and, you know, there's so many, it's wispy hair, it's a little bit windy and the child is grasping tight and there's just so much more and it just really taught me to look beyond that really surface image of a glance and feel things on a whole deeper level. Oh man. I mean, when I read that, I was like, that, that's it. Like, this is why I feel so much when I look at your photographs, because I feel like all those years of you doing that, that connects you in a way that I don't think most people even know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I I, I remember sitting at one of my workshops once and explaining the ability to be hyper aware of things. And one of the girls was like, Lauren, the thing is, is that you actually have that ability, but not all of us are kind of inbuilt with that. So that's something that I'm trying to learn to teach other people as well as to be hyper aware of stuff. But I actually also just got um, diagnosed with this thing called pyrrole disorder, which is like a whole other thing in itself. But one of the one of the actual things about it is that you can be really hyper aware. And I guess that's really similar, similar to people with like ADD and stuff like that, that I'm really, really conscious of like noises and lights and colors and all those sorts of things. But it's made me, I guess, tap into the ability to just see a bit extra. Yeah. Yeah. I, I relate with that a lot. Do you feel like you, do you feel like you can, you, you, I don't know, you have that ability to kind of like, I don't know, I don't know, just kind of tap into stuff a bit more. Well, yeah. And, you know, I recently, well, maybe a couple years ago found out what an empath was and I'm definitely an empath. I can kind of feel energy Mm. from people. Oh yeah. Which is good and bad. Um, (laughs) Because if I feel a bad energy and, you know, it could be something that you can't even explain to someone, but I know it when there, when there is one and I will withdraw mm-hmm. and disappear. And then that causes problems because it's like, oh, what, what she, do? you know? So yeah, I, I am very hyper aware of everything. I feel things yeah. deeper and more loudly and I'm a full empath. I wonder if those two things, um, mix together. Cause I haven't heard of the, the pyrrole, pyrrole disorder. I haven't heard of that before. Yeah. 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 But, I, but I do remember I was, um, researching things about something that I thought my daughter had and man, I wish I could come up with this word right now because it would really describe a lot, but <laughs> Um, when I was researching it, I was like, oh, I have this. Yes. (laughs) Like, and, and it was like tags in the back of your shirt bother you and just, and it clothes fitting too tight. Well, it's, it's sort of like everything's just on high volume. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, oh, it's sensory. Sensory. Something, um, Ah. sensory disorder. 
Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I feel like I, you know, I have a mild case because I, I, it does border on autism in a way, but, um, I definitely have it like touches of it. So, you know, yeah. And I I feel feel like like a lot of artists too feel things. Yes, absolutely. Obviously. I think so. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, we can say that these things are a hindrance, but really they're just a superpower. And I think that a lot of creatives actually have the ability to tap into that hyper-awareness more also, and they might not think that they have it, but really it's mm-hmm. just setting aside, like, it's it's allowing yourself the space to do that, even if you just sit with it for 15 minutes a day and see if you can start to acknowledge, look at a leaf, and then look at what's beyond that leaf, and look at the pieces of that leaf, look at the way the piece the leaf moves, and how does the piece, the leaf I keep saying peace, leaf, make you feel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I I honestly think that people do have the ability to tap into that more. Yeah, yeah. I've always, I was raised, um, my dad, when he was alive, he always really put me in that space to, like, he would tell me, you know, when I'm gone, I will... I will send you signs. I'll still be, you know, just like Mm. he had kind of a connection to that other thing. And he raised me to believe in all of that. So I'm always looking for signs and I'm always connected to this other realm, which so many people would think I was crazy, but that's, I'm connected to all of it. And it's just the way I was raised. That's a beautiful way to be raised. Oh, it is. I'm so thankful for it. Um, but it's, you know, it's funny when when you talk to someone who just is completely shut off to those things. Oh, yeah. But um, but I'm not. <laughs> I am definitely not, not either. And I actually think even just like in the small town I grew up in and at school, it probably made me like extra weird. But now I have. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fully but now I now we have you know the ability for and that's one of the blessings in social media I guess as well is you know we have the ability to connect with people who are like-minded like you and I and you know we're so much more relatable with each other than what you know just that really small pool of people to choose from in a you know growing up right. yeah find find your people that's it all over the world that's it it's pretty cool. Yeah. And and I really have, you know, I've I feel like in the last couple years I've made some of my closest friends through these networks. And we've only met a couple times in person, but we just have this connection and it was discovered through social media. So mm. it's it's really it's interesting and they say a lot of bad things about it, but it has a lot of good things too. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but back on track, I wanted to talk to you about this. So you were recently put out of commission for your emergency surgery, and it just came out of nowhere, and you were forced to slow down. And I remember you posting some stories and writing about how it brought you to explore other creative outlets. It just, you had to slow down and you had to find other things. You started painting, pottery, learning the process of film and developing in a dark room. And I love this whole subject because it's like the definition of living a curious life and putting your feelers out there in all different directions. So Tell me more. 
And how can I make a dark room? I really want to know this. (laughs) Well, okay. So yeah, I mean, that, that whole surgery thing was crazy. It just kind of built up from a whole, I guess, all of my building blocks kind of stacked up on top of each other with stress and work. And I wasn't allowing the space to explore myself at all. And it just came out in my appendix nearly exploding Um, and it just, yeah, it was, it was, it was a hundred percent my body just going, you know what, you've pushed it far enough and Mm -hmm. we're going to make you stop and slow down. And it was, it was, yeah, it was the most, it was, it was the silver lining and it it was beautiful really. Um, the dark room is still in the works. So my mum, um, I grew up with my mum as a photographer and she had a, she had a dark room and she would go in there and process all her film and everything at home all the time. So oh, she's that's so cool. I know, right? I wish that back then I had the ability to realize how cool that was though. <laughs> yeah. And, and learn from it. But, um, right. yeah, but she's actually just given me all of her gear and, you know, she came up recently and we sat there and we tried to kind of like process and film. Um, I think that my brain forgot though, at the time that I was processing, I used a black and white, like some black, black and white chemicals. And I think I was doing a yeah. color film, but I was so excited uh-huh. about it that I was like, "Wee!" you know, like shaking it around <laughs> yeah. and everything. And, and then <laughs> I was like, why didn't it work? But, um, yeah, look, I just think at the end of the day, like I've had times in my life as well previously where a couple of years ago I like I was literally I fainted and had an out-of-body experience um, and it just came back to it just came back to being so stressed out and so worked up that it was my body literally stopping me in my tracks again and now just having that time with like pottery and painting and everything like that it's really made me be able to tap back into simple things like sitting with my daughter and painting made me look at like colors again and lines and the process of how the 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 watercolor doesn't form in a perfect way and I can embrace that in my art and I can bring that into my photography Mm -hmm. and you know, I can let the watercolor flow and I can embrace imperfections again. Mm. Oh, I love that. And I I actually, I'm not just saying this to be like you, but I really have always wanted to learn pottery and I've always wanted to have a dark room, like oh. build one in the garage, even though I don't even shoot film, but I don't, <laughs> it's so weird. I First, I need to learn how to shoot film, <laughs> but the thought of, doing that in a dark room. I don't know what it is, but it's really intriguing to me. So I had to ask you about all this because I don't know. I need to just take a class. Oh, do it. Absolutely. Or even just like, like, yeah, learning the actual art of processing the film is a big thing. There's a, there's so much to it. Like I just found I'm not a mathematical person and there's a lot of mathematical bits and pieces in it of knowing you know all the chemicals and everything like that so there is a lot to learn in that but you know the first step as well is just like doing the shooting film just start shooting film it's I know and it's the way that that flows into your other work too because it slows you right down is just beautiful 
Yeah. It makes it intentional because you can't just shoot away. You exactly. Know? You've got you've got to really think about what you're doing. You don't feel like wasting all the film and the money and yeah, I definitely like a intentional slowing. Absolutely. I need more of that in my life. Yes, yes, I would love to see you start shooting film. I will. You I go, will. girl. I, as, well, as soon as I find some time, because of course I go and start a podcast, and <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where this came from at this point, but I just like I get an idea and then it consumes my life, like every waking moment. So, oh, I'm uh, the same, we'll and that, that's like it's it, that's even with the pottery. I was like, okay, now I'm going to be a potter, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, that's totally me. It's, oh yeah, I don't half-ass anything. No, like no, no. <laughs> it is full throttle. Like yeah. I decide to do it, and it's on. So that's, that's a nice way to be. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> but my husband is just like, okay, here we oh, go. <laughs> here she goes with another one of her ideas. Here we go. <laughs> Luckily, he likes it. He he says that he admires that quality. Well, we'll see. But for now, he does. Um, but uh, okay, so I, I came up with one more question. And I'm not really sure how to phrase it as a question. But when I think of you... The first word that comes to mind is nostalgia and um, the huge reason why I'm so drawn. Well, there's many reasons that I've stated already, but a huge reason is like the nostalgic feeling. Um, I'm just a very sentimental person and your photos take me back to my own childhood memories. And I just want to know kind of what is it that influences you to shoot in that way and edit in that way and I'm now wondering does your mom have anything to do with that with her being a photographer and the photos she would take or anything like that yeah look um I just think I think that for me and that's that's another thing that comes back to my why and all of all of the bits and pieces that made me who I am today and one of the big, I think one of the biggest things for me growing up was that, you know, family, family was kind of all over the place and, you know, it wasn't the most, wasn't the most perfect upbringing, uh, yeah. but we, we moved around a lot as well. But the one thing we always had was like this little holiday house um, in a tiny little coastal village that my grandparents bought in their thirties. And it was this mm. little fibro shack and Mm -hmm. every holidays we would go there and every you know whenever we would get time off we would go there and there was just so many elements to it like it had the old like my grandparents collected all of these bikes and they had it all in the garage for us to use that was like those old banana seat retro bikes with like floral flowers and I miss mine oh they were the best um Yeah. So we would just like cruise around the streets. And for me, a really big part of growing up would be like still barefoot, you know, riding around on these bikes or just in this old school Mm -hmm. Australiana kind of village and (laughs) just salty hair, salty skin, salty, absolutely everything. 
and mm. the sun, like just the sun and everything was always hazy. And I think that that really big, I don't know. I think that's a really big element in where that nostalgic sort of vibe comes from mm. in my work. But the mum thing, I, God, I looked at some of her photos recently. And so I think with mine, I have this kind of like vintagey fun sort of element to it. But then there's also like this dreamy, poetic, um, melancholy side to it as well. And mm-hmm. I think that side definitely comes from my mom. There yeah. was like these photos I saw recently of my cousin and she was in this you know, dress that was this kind of whitish dress in a forest and she kind of just looked, she kind of looked depressed to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> it was, I see a lot of that in my work now. And yeah, I think that's, you know, I think that's, yeah, a, plays a huge part in it. I'm looking to photograph all of the different emotions and all of the different feelings and not just one layer of it all. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I mean, you, you do it in a way that no one does. I, I, it's funny because, you know, like we talked about copying other people is not great, but I just want to copy some of your stuff (laughs) because I, I want it to be nostalgic. I'm such a nostalgia freak. I mean, my entire garage is filled with stuff because I'm, I don't know. There's just something about that throwback feel. And, oh, I love that. Everything that you just described, I could just picture it now. And I wish I could see the photos, honestly, of yeah. all of that. I, yeah, I should whip them out. I think at the end of the day, we're all sort of hanging on to whatever good feelings we have from growing up. You know, it's yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's just trying to hold on to those good bits. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) I feel like I could come up with a hundred more things to talk about, but we're going to move to my five quick fire questions. Okay. Um, And these are just for fun and you just throw out whatever comes to mind. I just like people like getting to know, you know, these little things about people. (laughs) Um, the, The first one is what is something most people don't know about you? Um, I reckon... One would be that I absolutely hate murals, like the painted big walls of murals. I cannot stand <laughs> the look of them. Oh, that's funny. And it's I don't so think I've mean. Ever heard that. It's what well, someone's art, and someone puts so much love into that, but they just make me want to vomit. Ah, <laughs> that's quirky. That's a very quirky, quirky answer. I love it. <laughs> okay, number two, are you an introvert, extrovert, or both? I think I'm both. I think I'm both, yeah, because I can disappear. For I want to disappear into my forest cabin and not see anyone, but then mm-hmm. I, once I actually socialize, I realize that I'm fueled with energy, and, yeah, I think I'm both for sure. Yeah, I feel like that, yeah. I... I couldn't, I, I couldn't really guess which one you were going to say because you seem very extroverted, but you're also so deep thinking. So you got to have a little introvert in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I need that introverted time to like recharge to come back out again, I think. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and do you know your Enneagram number? No, no. I've done that test so many times. And but then I 
read it and I just can't retain information. It just goes <laughs> somewhere. <sighs> I feel like you're a brain. four. A four. What is a four? Or a seven. Oh, God. Well, a four is the individualist and a seven is a free spirit. Okay. I'll roll with so, that. So I'm, I'm going both of those for you. One is your number and one is the wing. I would bet you. And if you ever take it again, please tell me because I feel like I feel like I'm right. I'm totally going to go and do my Enneagram test now again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and number four is if you could sit down and have dinner with three people you've never met, alive or not, who would it be and what would you talk about? All right. So um, I would talk to my natural grandfather. So my mother is adopted and she's tried and tried and tried to find out who her natural father is, um, her biological father, but she can't. And so I would find that man and I would sit down with him and I would talk to him about all the things and try Mm -hmm. and find a little piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would do him. So the second one would be um, John Butler, who is like this, he's a musician in Australia here and he is he's just he's probably like the first musician that I realized when I was 15 and I loved that wasn't like some dirty dance music at a festival and (laughs) he um he really has stayed with me through this whole time and I would sit down and talk to him about global harmony um Mm. And I then, don't know who he is. Oh, you'll look him, look him up. He's beautiful. And his music is okay. amazing. I think you would probably like his music as well. I bet. Um, I will look him up. The third one would be my dog. Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, because, like, I don't have all these, these, like, famous people or anything like that so much. It's just, yeah. My mm-hmm. dog, because he looks like a human. And he acts like a human and I would love to know what kind of things he thinks and would like to say to me. That's oh. pretty much it. <laughs> oh, gosh. My my dog, Emma, I had her for 16 years. Oh, I would love to sit down and talk to her. Oh, right? gosh. Even just to be able to lay I'm, in bed and, like, chat with them and be like, I love you. And then. I know. I lo- I'm such say. a dog person. I'm <laughs> such. Well, I'm an animal person of all types, but dogs, dogs have my heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're special. Yeah. And number five is what does living a life of curiosity mean to you? Okay, so uh, I think living a life of curiosity means embracing my weirdness. Um, It's forever being the change and breaking free from the norm. And, Mm. yeah, the more I see repetition, the more driven I am to be curious about being an individual. Ooh, I love that. You like that one? (laughs) Yeah, you're... You're a four on the Enneagram. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the individual? Yeah. Okay. The individualist is what they call them. Um, I'm a four. Oh, nice. I wish I was seven though too, which is the free spirit. And I feel like you've got a lot in there. I would love to have that in me, but I don't. I'm too neurotic. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad thing. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, sometimes. <laughs> but um, okay, so I'm really sad that it's time to wrap it up. But I am really hoping that you can come back on again someday and give us more of your wisdom because I adore you. So um, before we go, tell us what you're working on or what you have available for us now. Um, so at the moment, I'm actually working on our, my workshops, which are going to become online so that nice. it's not just for the Australians and in person. I'm creating this whole platform so that everyone can access it online and it That's will great. be wrapping up on like all of the things that I've spoken about in this interview with really offering the content for people to be able to be themselves creatively and confidently just be true to their artist hearts. Um, mm. And then, I mean, other than that, I'm just chipping away at my presets. So we just launched the latest pack, which is the Gloria pack, which is yes, super. I have them. Yes. I love them. Thank you. Yeah. They're so fun. They are so fun. And yeah, we're just kind of getting them out more known into the world and everyone's loving on them but yeah we're just we're just chipping away at letting the world see them at the moment that's great and it honestly like I I just want to go camping more and get more camping photos so that I can use those presets because they're just perfect for that whole nostalgic camping vibe, oh yes know? they really are because that's our that's our big thing is camping yes. but Oh, I love them. And where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Love Her Wild. I'm trying to think of my own Instagram name. Love Her Wild <laughs> Photography and Love Her Wild Presets. Well, thank you so much for coming here. I loved it. And I hope that this sealed our friendship so that we can meet in Australia and hang out someday. Oh, absolutely. I would really really love that and it will happen when you come here I will show you the ropes <laughs> okay I'm definitely looking forward to it let's do it thanks so much for having me today I really appreciate it and I really enjoyed it and I adore you straight back oh me too love you okay chat soon bye bye how inspiring is Lauren I can't even begin to tell you what I feel about that woman but I hope that talk made your day the way that it made mine. She's just got a lot of things to say, a lot of things for you to think about, and I hope you loved it as much as I did. If you have any questions for Lauren or for me, or you just loved hearing her speak, screenshot this episode and tag her at Love Her Wild Photography, me at Leanna Azzolini Photography, and the Curating the Curious Instagram page. Tag us all. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what your questions are. And as always, subscribing is the best way to be notified when we have a new episode. But you know what? It also helps this tiny little podcast to be found among the millions of others out there. So please subscribe, rate, and review. Pretty please. We have just one more thing to say to everybody on the count of three. One, two, three. Stay curious. Stay curious, my friends. Yes, always stay creative and curious. And you will invent nice things always. <laughs>